This meeting is being recorded. Bertrell, what do you think about the coming elections in politics? It's going to be an even bigger shit show than 2020. Because now you got DeSantis, Trump, you know he's going to run again. You know Biden, of course, going to run again. He's the president. He has to. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's the, Biden's definitely going to run. But it's just going to be covered up through a lot of advertising. I always used to think he might croak halfway through and then Camila Harris would take over. But then that means there would have to be another vice. So technically, Harris is running the show and not Biden. And that kind of makes things really weird because you kind of know Harris as being a subtle right wing candidate who has labels herself as a Democrat. Just remember, she's a prosecutor. And she has very much the same values as the Bush family does. The issue is she's just hiding the fact behind that she's a, a woman, I guess what, Indian American. And uh, But again, I'm pretty sure if she ran as a Republican, she wouldn't be successful. But being a Democrat, it's a better power move. So I really think that's really behind the Biden regime is the subtle George Bushian fake Democrat party. Yeah, you know, like I'm not sure who's going to run on the Democrat side. It's too early to tell at this point. It's going to be Biden again, but again, if he like dies halfway through, then it's going to be Harris and whoever. Or just why would Biden? You know, who? who I mean, who's going to replace Cory Booker? It, it seems a little too uh, random. But yeah, for Republicans, you could say DeSantis. I think he might throw his hat in the game. Trump will just be there just for extra money, but it could be Marco Rubio. I don't even know. It could be like someone you're not thinking about at the, the current moment in time. Say a lot. Uh, could be, uh, could be, um, maybe Lauren Boebert or Major Taylor Green. Uh, you know, it should be later this year. You'll start seeing people by saying, I mean, Trump was the first to say, I'm running for president, but I think when we get to the summer of 2023, we're definitely going to have more candidates that will say, I'm going to be running for Republican. I'm Republican. You're going to have an in war with Republicans, the same you kind of had a decade ago with Herman Cain, Michelle Malkin, Michelle Malkin. No, no, <laughs> not Michelle. It's Ooh. Michelle Bachman or something. Oh, I forgot God. their names. I've not Michelle Malkin, Michelle Bachman. Uh, you know, 10 years ago when you had Herman Cain, RIP, uh and uh oh god he was so fucking goofy the 999 it's hard to imagine that he was running the 999 plan a decade ago uh, you know funny thing about that i think he stole one of his speeches from like the pokemon movie like he quoted it and people made fun of him for it i've heard goofy i kind of like herman cain but it's whatever. He went the way of Bill Cosby, so that's why he was canceled forever. Yeah, plus Godfather's Pizza is mediocre. Like, Never had the worst it. Pizza, but it's it's not the best either. It's just really mediocre. Like CeCe's Pizza or Sabaro's or whatever. Or, yeah, like Little Caesars. Just, I mean, it's okay if you don't really got anything for money. Little Caesars is... I would say Little Caesars right now is a little better than Pizza Hut because of the location-wise and its success, but... You're right. It's not like you want to get Little Caesars or a quality pizza, but Godfather pizza sounds like it's just airplane food or something. You're in the airport and it's the only monopoly there or something. 
Yeah, or like Chuck E. Cheese's pizza. God, Chuck E. Cheese pizza. It makes Little Caesars look good. Never. It's been more than 15 years, 16, 17 years since I had uh, Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I'm curious, though, about it. Yeah, there are, there's always fights. Oh, there he goes. All right. Ray's on. Yeah. Uh, should I like we start here? No, we can just add some more to it, you know. All right, cool. So we almost got Ray on. Yeah, his audio is connecting. Oh, man. Yeah. I had a nice day today, you know. How nice was it? It was okay. It's not like I met a super a rock star or anything, but, you know, just exercise. It was okay. Oh, I just went out, had Nation's Giants Burgers, Daily City. I'm in Westlake. That's yeah. This has to be a regional thing because I don't think I've seen them. Oh, it's definitely else. regional. There's like only two in the Bay Area and then it's like all over East Bay. Are their burgers really that big? It's okay. Not the biggest. I would say the same size as five guys, but a little more. Uh... I, I like five guys. My only problem with them is that they're too expensive compared to the other burger places. Overrated for sure. Peanut oily kind of taste that's, uh, well, besides, you have In N Out Burger, and In N Out Burger is the Cali favorite. Yeah, but we don't have In N Out Burger where I'm, I'm at. We got Five Guys and Red Robin, and we got. Red uh, Robin. Yeah, Red Robin, definitely. Yeah, we, we got a. Dang, what's that other place? We got Culver's, which sells like oh, butter Culver's burgers. Is, mm, Culver's is actually unique. That's like Wisconsin brand butter. We also got Hardee's, but I think they just recently closed that down. Yeah, Carl's Jr. or Hardee's. Um, but yeah, Culver's. Oh, we also got Whataburger. That's like a that's yeah. like a Texas burger joint. Yeah, it's like, like Texas South. Yeah. What what I had it once. Pretty good Whataburger. I mean, their burgers and fries are pretty good, especially when you got it on like the toast, the Texas toast. That's delicious. Mm. Sounds good. You ever been to Texas? I have like once. Uh passed through it. I've unfortunately have touched Louisiana, unfortunately. I've fortunately been to New Orleans, so. Hey, did you go during Mardi Gras? That's the best time to go. It was years ago. It was more like a family thing, but it's it was really bleak near Avery Island. Yeah, I'm trying to get Jim Gold to come on, you know. <laughs> that would be sick. That would be yeah. pretty funny. Well, what's he say? What's yeah, he wasn't really interested. It sounds it sounds like him. Yeah. Well, he should come on. He should just you should just shoot the shit and be like, "Yo, here's the link." Uh, he'll come on. He'll just have to roll the dice. Oh, he's oh, there you are. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. We got Ray. Oh, should I ask a question or? Yeah, just go with it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so, Ray, what inspired your art? What inspires my art? Yeah. Oh, uh, 
Desperation and Obsession. Hmm. I mean, that, those are good inspirations. I think that's the same thing that inspired like Robert Crumb like a while back, you know. Wait, let me turn, let me adjust my audio. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, I can hear you better now. Oh, you said that um, desperation and obsession like inspired your art. Yes. What? That's great. I mean, I, I like your unique art style. It kind of reminds me of, I guess, like a ketamine trip or something like that. I wouldn't know. Me neither. I've never did psychedelic so, but I've heard some visuals on the internet and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, I have a psychedelic consciousness. If that may that may help. That sounds cool. And you know, uh, what's his name? John Eisen Nihel. I'm probably not pronouncing his name right, but he said that. You're a, pr a pretty unique individual. John, yeah. I worked with him. Um, I was the cameraman for uh, Manson family movies. The, yeah, that, the film that he did way back. Yeah, I think that was the 80s or something. Or was it the 90s? I, I, I don't remember. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I also know, uh, dang, what was that other person who worked with him? He, it was like that drag queen. He, she used to hang out with like RuPaul back in the day. Oh, the one that died? She died? I thought she, she was still living. The one, the skinny one? Wait, this one kinda was black. Like kind of looked like an AIDS victim or something. Oh, no, I'm talking about another one. This one is black. Oh, that one, yeah. Never, never met that one. Oh yeah, yeah. But John's a unique guy. Like, um, did you? How was your childhood like? Was it average or kind of unique? I was a little bit obsessed with aliens. This sounds cool. Like, did you ever read like any UFO literature or conspiracy theory stuff? Yeah, I mean, after I actually saw a UFO, I, I got more interested in it. Man, that sounds awesome. I mean, I've never had like a, a I've, I've never had like a mystical experience before, but it must have been awesome. It wasn't mystical at all. It was very scientific. Of course, once I verified that they actually exist, then um, that made a big difference. Wow. I mean, you know, actually seeing one, an actual alien. Wow, that's awesome. I wonder how come With witnesses really in broad daylight in Berkeley, California, at the Berkeley flea market. Wow, this sounds awesome. I wonder how come they don't visit us as much as, you know, that we want them to, like, they could- Oh, they the do. They, they, they like um, to visit 
dense areas, uh, dense population areas where there's a lot of people and a lot of things going on. But that's mainly the ones that can pass for human. Like the Nordics. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like the tall blonde people. Yeah. They, they're, they're the ones that look most human. Um, you would never see a gray walking the streets of Berkeley. Of course, they have, um, what would you call it, uh, areas where they can um, live and not be detected. So, um, so that even if you do see them walking around, you won't, you won't know where they live. Even though they're living on Earth, you wouldn't be able to uh, follow them. And since and since we're talking about multi-dimensional beings that are capable of disappearing, then um, that you know that makes it pretty impossible. Wow, that's awesome. So, do you still live in Berkeley or? No. Oh. Well, they say California is becoming almost unlivable, you know, with the the homelessness and the expensive stuff and everything. I don't even know how regular people can still live there. There are no regular people. No. Everybody's been changed. No. Wow. Oh, so I'd like to ask, how'd you meet John? Berkeley Flea Market. Oh. No, actually, the very first time uh, I put a notice up at a bulletin board at a laundromat, and he saw it. And he and his friend decided to come to our meeting of the Cosmic Brain Trust. That was the organization that was, uh, we were publishing underground comics back then. Mainly, uh, let's see, I'm supposed to be prepared. Oh yeah, this one. Um, Cosmic Circus. That was this. That was. Uh, that's not the first issue. This is the first issue. Wow, Cosmic. I like the artwork. Yeah, and my style changes a lot. I mean, yeah, you know, underground comics is nice. You know, like. I remember like reading like Robert Crumb when I was like, I think I was like in middle school or something. Yeah, I did a a satire, uh, a, like a parody of Robert Crumb. Um, he was, uh, it, it was kind of like a, a joke. 
and I drew drew this little, uh, basically a comic strip, and somehow it got to him. He 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 saw it, and his comment was he thought it was funny, and that really made my day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, like he's a legend, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Before you came on, we were discussing like the twenty twenty four election. Like, what do you think yeah. about politics? Uh, I don't think about politics very much. Um, but sometimes I'm forced to because it comes up in conversation, like right now. And so, the reason why I don't think about politics is that I don't really believe in politicians and so um i know you've interviewed at least one person um who had a lot to say about politics but my reaction is is um just stop voting for these people if you want change then you, you got to stop voting for them and yeah. uh as far as taxes go i would I recommend democratic taxation so that um, the government will have guidance of, as far as what people want their tax money to go to. And since we have advanced computer systems, we can do that for almost every decision that with these agri-rhythms and everything, agro-rhythms, yeah, we can... Uh, determine uh, what even what people would vote, how people would vote um, based on their past uh, voting habits. But anyway, that uh, that's something that could be done on a more practical level. I mean, yeah, you know, we were also talking about pop culture, like, you know, like fast food you know, like which one is better or which one is more terrible? Fast food? Yeah. Like McDonald's? Well, actually, we were talking about pizza at first, like Chuck E. Cheese and um, what else were we talking about? Like Little Caesars? We were talking about how terrible their pizza is. Oh, well, I'm only interested in the, in the, uh, the, uh, the people that they use as front people, like Ronald McDonald. If you want to talk oh, yeah. about him, I could talk about him for a while. Or who else? Uh, uh, what those... about Grimace? Huh? What about Grimace or the Hamburglar? The what? Uh, I'm trying to think. Who was that other fast food mascot? I forgot who he was. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, well, yeah, we can talk about Ronald McDonald. Like he's a, He was interesting. The real person, I think, is more interesting than the uh you know the make believe uh clown yeah you know his story there's always some kind of tragedy involved in it there was tragedy to his story i mean i don't oh, yeah. know about him besides the fact that he was in commercials he was in commercials yeah what about it 
this all I know about the Ronald McDonald guy. Oh, is- oh, well, just just do a, a search on Google, and you'll you'll be able to read the the horrifying story about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't know all this stuff about him, but. He says he was played by a guy called Willard Scott. Willard Scott? Says he was. Oh, I heard he died recently. Well, like two years ago. He died two years ago? Yeah, yeah. He, he passed away. But he did a lot of stuff, though. Like, Yeah, he did. He also played like Bozo the Clown. Which clown? Bozo. Oh, Bozo. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Do you remember Howdy Doody? Well, yeah, I have a memory of Howdy Doody. I mean, I never saw him when I was a kid. That was before my time, I guess. But, um, yeah, Howdy Doody, is, he's an icon, or it's an icon, or they are. I, I, You know, it's like usually more than one person involved in the creation of that propaganda. Yeah. You said you had a psychedelic mind, you know, which I find interesting because. Um, well, yeah, because I have um, these lucid dreams. And then I started experimenting with um, uh, African dream herbs and. Uh, Mexican dream herbs, where oh, you like you it. can have a um, you can have a lucid dream while you're awake, and that opened up a lot of possibilities. Oh, wait, have you ever tried blue lotus? It's like a an Egyptian, like I guess you could call it a psychedelic. Like it makes it's kind of gives you the feeling that ecstasy would, and it also makes you have like real lucid dreams. Oh yeah, I I don't I don't uh, I don't recommend psychedelics that interfere with one's consciousness, but I, I I am attracted to psychedelics that give you control over your consciousness or subconscious. So like LSD, I think is um, like at the bottom of the barrel. Because it's basically playing Russian roulette. Oh, yeah. You can mess yourself up doing too much LSD. That's what happened to uh, Sid Barrett. Well, that and other things, but yeah. He, um, Jimi Hendrix may be even worse. Yeah, you know, Charles Manson, he kind of went off the deep end, you know, he did too much acid. You know, he allegedly heard that um, uh, in the Beatles song is telling him to start a race war or some other crazy stuff, you know, like, and of course, you know, the, you know, they're, well, you know, well, Charlie, he had, he had a problem 
I mean, yeah, he probably, well, it was more his, 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 the people that were following him that uh, didn't know how to handle that kind of drug. And they became very susceptible to uh, Charles Manson's influence. You know, he went around calling himself the God of fuck and they believed it. So they did anything that he, he wanted them to do. Then it, it got to the point where they he didn't even have to say anything. So they thought that they were getting signals from him to do certain things, which may or may not have been true. Uh, yeah, you know, like they say that, you know, once you do psychedelics, you don't look at the world the same way again. Depends on the psychedelic. Marijuana is a psychedelic, and I don't think it's changed me that much. Yeah, but I'm talking about like the heavy duty stuff, like, you know, like ketamine or strums or DMT, stuff like that can really change your viewpoint. Well, marijuana is capable of doing as much as any of those. If it's strong enough and if the mind is pliable enough, you can have a psychedelic trip that will take you literally to another dimension. Yeah, or it makes you think about, you know, like, interesting stuff, like, you know, like, uh, someone, I, someone I know once experimented with CBD, and they said that they listened to Charles Manson's music, and they thought in their head, in another universe, Charles Manson could have been a teen pop star, so that's one example, I guess. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's interesting. I actually haven't seen aliens in the Bay Area yet, so I can't really say. I'm in Daly City, though. Uh, you got to know what to look for because they have um, they have a very interesting way of not being seen um, because they they can walk among us. Like what happened to me was I was in at the uh, Berkeley flea market selling my, um, my books and whatnot. And my friend and I, we were just standing there and I, right in front of my uh, stand, I had a poster of the uh, Lazar, is it Lazar um, scout ship, uh, a poster of it. And uh but um, that was just by chance. And then I had also a model of a uh, scout ship saucer dangling from um, a pole. But anyway, um, we're just standing. It was a nice day. A lot of people around, much more than nowadays. It's almost dead now. But um, at a distance, I saw this real tall person and uh, like about seven feet tall. And I said, to, I said to Anton, I said, Anton, he said, yeah, look at that guy over there. Uh, but we'll, oh, hold on, the host unable to receive your request to record. Um, I need your uh, permission to, your manual permission 
to record this conversation. Oh, wait. On your behalf? Or yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Probably it's recording. Okay, yeah. now it's recording, I think. Yeah, it is. It's it's recording on behalf, but I believe. Okay, thank you. So uh I said, Anton, look at that guy over there. And he says, Yeah, what about him? Because he was at a distance coming our way. I he said, What about him? I said, look at him. That's an alien. And Anton, he's very logical. Kind of reminded me of Spock. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he says, well, he is very unusual looking. And so he came up. Uh, he was looking around. He was looking up at the sky, this tall person, looking up at the sky, looking at the ground, looking left and right. People were going by him and not really reacting, which I thought was interesting. And even Anton, he did, he he wouldn't have, he probably wouldn't have even said anything, you know, but anyway, he came up to the, to, to the stand and he looked at me and then he looked at the poster uh, in front of us. Then he looked at me, then he looked at the poster and he looked at me again. And then he started doing these weird um, uh hand movements, arm, his hands and his arms were going back and forth and he's going up and down like this, kind of robotic, but definitely it was a uh, organic being. And then he, his legs were moving back and forth like he was hesitating. He couldn't decide what to do. And, his, and he was going like this too, with his torso. And then he just suddenly took off. And then he was going quickly through the, the aisle away from me. And I said, Anton, I'm going to follow that guy. And I assumed it was a guy. It looked like a guy, sort of. And, uh, uh, but when I was looking at him right before he took off, I, I looked close at his face, and he had um, sort of like these ridges on the side of his, his head going down like that, these ridges, almost like uh, uh, that, that uh, wharf in uh, Star Trek. And, uh, but it was obviously really deep and it was like a real face, it wasn't a mask. And uh, so I said, I'm gonna follow him. So I was, I waited, I stayed be like 25 feet behind him and there was all these people in, in front of in front of us, in front of me, in between us. And then he got to the BART station, the train station, and I was behind him and it, there weren't any more people around. And all of a sudden he spun around and looked at me and stood there and started these weird <laughs> movements again, like he was trying to decide what to do. And I freaked out because obviously he knew I was following him. So uh, he took off into the train station and I, I, I just freaked out. I, I, I wanted to go follow him and say something, but I, I turned around and walked back. Wow, that was, that's a great story. Oh, but that wasn't the weirdest one. 
I, we only have a limit, limited amount of time, but... No, 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 please tell it. We, we have an additional 30 minutes, so you can. Oh, okay. There were three uh, uh, encounters. So the, 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 the other one that I, I'm going to tell you about is I was in near the same area, near the, uh, um, the Berkeley BART station, and I was on my bike, and I was riding toward Ashby Avenue. And there were, you know, it was a nice day, just like the, the other thing, the other encounter. Nice day, sunshine. But then I saw this guy, I assumed was a guy, um, walking on the sidewalk, walking toward me. And again, he was very tall, but much different from the first person and i i looked at him and judging from the way he was dressed he looked like a monk or some kind of um religious devotee or something but his clothing was just uh, it was absolutely amazing to me and and i i was on my bike and i slowed down and i was looking at his clothes and how tall he was and he had his his clothing from his neck all the way down to his feet, it was uh, sort of gold, a combination of gold and silvery and white. Um, and uh, covered with these, what looked like a combination of Sanskrit and hieroglyphics, a combination. I have like, a, very good visual i can really you know remember things being an artist i can remember things very in detail so and then across he was wearing a, a like a, a side bag and it had the same symbols all, all over it and um and then his hair he had he, he was white a white guy with blonde hair that went up to a bun like uh, a Buddha. And then on top of that bun was a smaller bun. And then on top of that was an even smaller bun. So it was like this triple thing going up with his head. And he was walking and he, he was looking at me. And I just out of respect, I nodded my head like that. And I was going to just drive on, uh, right on, pedal away. But as I got closer to him, he stopped walking and he was and he was sort of turning as I was about to go past him he was he, he was turning his body to have direct contact with me and uh to you know uh, to look at me and uh I looked at his face and his face but the first thing I noticed, like, there were no lines, there were no pimples, there was no, I mean, it, his face looked like it was almost plastic, but it was a real face. And then I looked at his eyes, and he was staring right at me, and he had blue eyes, but the white part was getting brighter and brighter and brighter, and to the point where all I could see was the outline of his iris, the white part, just the, the outline, and the blue was completely gone. That that turned white too. 
so his eyes were glowing and and as i i looked at him this is all i had i wasn't even i was still moving on my bike very slowly so this all happened in the very fast and 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 it, and i was looking at him and his eyes became so bright and then they seemed like they were uh projecting out of his head just the image of his eyes projecting out of his head and went into my mind and i could see his eyes inside of my head like um like a uh like a dream yeah or something and then uh i i got this this impression it was like uh it wasn't words but it was just this um emotion or something of curiosity and then i just snapped my head back away i turned my head away and i cuz i was about to crash into this park uh car and these uh, and these cars were driving past me so i i i i i, I centered my bike and kept moving a, a a little ways up and then i said oh hell no i'm not going to let this one get away so i i remember i was thinking that and i i and i i jumped my bike up on the uh the sidewalk cuz i had reached i had reached the intersection anyway and i turned around and he was gone and i i i i uh rode my bike right back to the same spot i couldn't see him anywhere all there was nearby was a liquor store so i went into the liquor store and i said did you see some tall guy uh come in here or walk by he said nope and uh and then the only other place was a restaurant so i went to the restaurant and i said did did anybody come by here in the last 5 minutes and they said no it was this young guy and his little brother and uh and then i said uh okay and then i sort of knew their dad but i can't, i went back later to talk to the uh the guy and and i said if you see anyone uh that looks like you know tall and everything um let me know and so i, I a month later I went back and I said did you see anyone and he said no we didn't see anyone like that and uh no he said I didn't see anyone like that but my little brother did so I talked to the little brother and I I I said well what did you see you know I'll pay you for any description you know and all that uh and he said well yeah I saw someone that was tall like that with the hair going up like that it was at the uh the buddhist uh uh food program that they have on on sunday and and i said you did and 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 i said what was it did he have blonde hair and 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 you know uh blue eyes and and, and all this i tried to he said no no he didn't look like that but the difference was he wasn't white he was black and i said black and he said yeah he was a black man but he had the hair and he was real tall with the just like you said but he was a black man and 
and I said, well, did you look at his eyes? And he said, no, I was afraid to. And I, I said, well, here, I'll, I'll pay you something for that. And he said, no, I can't take any money. My dad wouldn't want me to. So that was the end of the story. Wow. That's so cool. And so that inspired me to do this book, um, Strangest Story Ever Told. Yes, yeah, Strangest Story Ever Told. And uh, that, that sort of like gets into that whole alien thing. And then I, I went further. The most recent book is this one called Cosmics. And it's, it's much bigger, but um, it describes uh, some, of, some of that material um, that I described and, and some other things. Wow, man, it's, it's, it's awesome, you know, like, like I said, I like the art design, it's very colorful. Oh, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, and there you have it, that's my whole life. <laughs> yeah, we, we were also earlier having a discussion about, you know, simping, and I made the argument that everybody simps to one degree or another, like, To one degree or another, everybody sucks up to everybody, you know, like. Yeah. But I, I should say one thing that um, about that whole finish up that alien thing is that people wonder why, well, how come you saw this and nobody else has seen anything? And I say, well, it's there's some there's some kind of programming going on because most people, when they see something like that, they just keep walking. And why is that? And I think that it may be some kind of um, mind control going on. Or um, because one time I saw a guy, he was well known. He, he used to write, he wrote a biography of Jack London. He was well known. He uh, would walk uh, the streets of Berkeley, Telegraph Avenue a lot. And everyone sort of ignored him like he wasn't there. But the guy's freaking face was melted. He was in this accident and his face was melted. And people would walk by him like he was an ordinary guy. They, 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 I think they would purposely ignore him and I was afraid to say anything to him because why would I be the guy to talk to this guy <laughs> and nobody else does and one time I followed him in, uh, around a little bit and just to see how people's reaction were and they would sort of like glance at him but just keep walking or you know don't say anything to him I found out that guy was very very lonely um but it was like something out of a horror movie. Even worse, it was real. Wow. I mean, that sounds crazy. Yeah, Telegraph Avenue, it was known for attracting a lot of colorful people. That's that's a colorful way of putting it. Yeah, uh, definitely. 
yeah, like a you know hate man who he passed away a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I met him. I was confused by him. <laughs> they had to they had to translate what he was telling me so I could understand what he wanted me to do. All he wanted me to do was to say I hate you. But that was just it blew a fuse in my head, you know. <laughs> I just I got so confused. Uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, uh, man, I'm trying to think, who's that, that comic book artist? You know, he's homeless, and he was on Telegraph Avenue. Um, I forgot his name, but... Uh, Ace Backwards? I, yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah, he made, like, a calendar of tele Telegraph Avenue. Yeah, um, Bruce Duncan wanted me um, to be in that calendar, but... He insisted, he, 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 I, he wanted me to, he wanted to do a photo of me at the free meal program that was at the church in, indoors. And I said, I don't, I don't want to be in this, in <laughs> a picture of me in this place. I, I, I you know, I, I don't really, I hardly ever come to this thing. Why can't we go outside? You know, why can't we do a, 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 something a little more interesting? But he insisted that I be, you know, among these street people, and I'm, I wasn't really a street person, but it kind of like the photograph would say that I am in a way, and I didn't want to do that. And that was the only thing he wanted to do. And so I never, I never was in, in, you know, I was always on the outside of all that stuff anyway. I was always the outsider. Um, so, yeah. I mean, but anyway, uh, I, there's, there's so much going on now that there's so many different things to talk that, you know, to talk about. It's a, it's amazing that people can get bored. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. Even in conversations, even uh, uh, online, on Facebook. Everything it's like it's 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 not it's not like the way I grew up where I I don't know, it just seems strange. <laughs> um so I guess that means it's almost time for me to go away now. <laughs> what future oh, oh, are you working on? We're what, out of time? No, no, no. I'm just curious. What future projects are you working on? I was going to mention that. Um, I uh, Do you know anything about Af Afrofuturism? A little bit. Well, um, that's, that's what people are, you know, people like Black people that that I can talk to, they're kind of into that. Um, uh, so my take on that is is that is they they say it kind of began with um, 
people in the in the fifties, some of the uh, the jazz artists, um, Sun Ra comes to mind, and I I often wondered if he he really thought that he was from some other planet. But anyway, um, it, it continued on. I'm I'm kind of like exploring that in my new uh, my new book. People like Jimi Hendrix and um, Grace Jones, and then that science fiction writer, the, the black science fiction writer. I can't think of her name right now. I haven't read any of her books, so it's, she's she Our hasn't. Really, Butler. Yeah, that's the one. And then Samuel Delaney too. Yeah, sure. So I, uh, I, 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 I thought about it, and I thought Afrofuturism seems like it's stuck in time somewhere. It's not the future. What What is the future? Is Is that it has to evolve, and my idea is for it to evolve into Black Futurism. Because black futurism isn't isn't mm, focused so much on Afro-American culture. Black futurism can also incorporate the Aborigines and and other races that are black, but not necessarily directly from Africa or rooted in Africa's culture. So, but then I thought. But that's that's where it could lead. But then there's something beyond that. And beyond Black futurism is natural futurism. And natural futurism involves a, uh, a, a concept that would incorporate um, science and other cultures and other, uh, everything becomes, in other words, it's no longer necessarily just science fiction. It, it, uh, it can incorporate uh, uh, nature, but nature becomes like um, on a mystical level so that nature and science fiction and science and all, and all these uh, influences and, and cultural influences can unite, and and uh, I think the world would be better off if we if we can evolve ourselves to the point where um, there is no um, the the fantasy becomes reality, and. It'll be a much better world. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, that's great. You know, I, I wonder, have you heard about the Black Panther movies? Because that's kind of like Afrofuturism. The Black Panthers, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, there's some things I know I wish I could, like, get into with you, but it would, it would take a lot of time. Uh because I was kind of involved in that. Um, I've been involved in a lot of different movements and, and religions and so forth, the Hare Krishnas, the Catholics, the Protestants, um, witchcraft, sorcery, Aleister Crowley, um, 
you know, all the fun stuff. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I, I, since I'm, I graduated from um, politics into reality, I'd, I'd sort of left a lot of that behind. Yeah, I'm feeling you. I think I'm the same way. I, I, the, the revolution is real. The revolution is real, but it doesn't, it goes beyond politics. It's a, it's a revolution of the mind. And once you get to that point where you realize who you are and what you're, you're here for, then uh, that's, the true, that's the true revolution. Because once everyone knows that they've been brainwashed into thinking that they're not all that there is, they are. They are all their part. We were born in the image and likeness of God, but as soon as you start talking God talk, people think that you're crazy and a megalomaniac. I mean, yeah, I think on the same way, like I've recently lost all interest in politics. It just seems like it's a waste of time. It's like, at the end of the day, I mean, who cares? It's like, are you going to have like a, a political convention in your graveyard? Nope. So you only get one chance at it. So who cares? Yeah, well, there you go. You, you, you got the essence and, you know, like we got to, we, we, as a, as a society and as a civilization, we, 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 can't, we can't afford much longer to let bullies run the world and, and, and destroy everything in their path in order to have control and power. So we, we gotta stop cooperating and, and, and letting them run things. There's no more voting. Voting is not enough. Obviously, voting doesn't work. That just continues the pattern that keeps them in power. Oh, I vote for him because he's a Democrat or a Republican or independent, but you're still cooperating. People got to stop cooperating and start taking responsibility on, on, on a mass level. No more business as usual. I mean, yeah, you know, like, you know, yeah, people got to take responsibility, you know, like, politicians are not going to solve all your problems. Like, you know, I just, like, I cringe when I see these people, they treat politicians like they're their friends or something. It's like, Joe Biden is not coming to your your barbecue at your family reunion. He doesn't care about you. People always say, oh, I could have a beer with that guy. It's like, no, you couldn't. He's way too high up. You think he's going to have a beer with some random guy who lives in a trailer park? Hell no. Yeah. So, um, well, golly, I mean, <laughs> I uh, in, in, in this book, um, this, this latest book, um, so that this guy, he becomes, uh, there's, there's this kid, he's like the typical Berkeley student. Originally in, in, in my original story, he was called the student and, and I made it into a graphic novel. The, but the book is based on called The Last American Novel. Was a graphic novel, but it, it was an actual novel that just was illustrated. Um, 
that was back in 1985, um, which is, huh, I think I have, yeah, here it is. Wow. Last American nice. novel. Ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, so what happens is he, at the end of time, at the end of the universe, after Kali devours the universe, and there's nothing but nothing, this same person who was this uh, kid, in uh, a Berkeley student, he survives, he goes through all these different um, experiences, uh, the seven wonders of the universe. And at the end, his consciousness somehow survives the uh, destruction of the universe. And he comes through it. And then he's, his consciousness is reborn in another universe. So in the previous universe, when he was a, a, a student at Berkeley, he was this white kid. But in the new universe, he's this black kid or baby. Uh, and he has this memory of being a white guy in the previous universe. And he has all these thoughts from the previous universe, but all the people in the new universe are black. And so they're wondering why he's acting like, like this strange person. Who, why is he trying to get us to do all these things um, that the white people did in the other universe that, that are foreign and you know, that have nothing to do with the new universe of, of, but this kid, he, he, now he's, he looks at himself and he's a, he's black. He's no longer white. He's black now. So, uh, he's, he's kind of confused, you know, it's like, what if you were a white guy born in a black universe? <laughs> um, so he's kind of like, uh, a stranger in a strange land and uh or the man who fell to the black earth but anyway uh so they have to decide what to do about this guy because he has these strange ideas about money i mean why what is this money you keep talking about <laughs> and uh you know um jesus you know, he's thinking, well, is, we need a Jesus to come and say, <laughs> no, what, what is this Jesus you keep talking about? All these things from the past. And he wants to, he thinks he should perhaps bring them to the new, uh, the new earth, the black earth. And uh, I don't know, I can't really say what's going to happen to this guy. They may just string him up or something. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like that exploitation movie that they had in the 80s. I don't know what it was called, like The Last American Brother or something. Because <laughs> like an alien. I mean, no, it's an alien that becomes like a black dude in America. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's my, my take on Afrofuturism. I mean, that's awesome, you know. All right. Ray, thank you for being on.
Oh yeah, and hey, uh, am I still on? Yes. Um, don't forget Cosmic Brain Trust on Facebook if you want to join our group. All right. Okay. This was brought to you by pilleater.substack.com as well as youtube.com slash pilleater. This was recorded on February 2nd, 2022 or 2023, February 2nd, 2023.